0: Good evening, and welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm here today with special guest, Angela. Hello, Isabella. Hello, hello. So, Angela's been friends. How long have we been friends for? Oh my god,
1: we were just talking about this earlier. it's been a surprising amount of years at this point
0: a long time oh my god all
1: the way back to ghost house girls i think is is what really did it
0: girls so a long time ago uh we were actually making a reality tv show ghost hunting show and for those of you that can hear the background noise those are our hummingbirds here at the love chateau. The They're actually part of the audience at this point, realistically. It, it, it's the aesthetic. It's a great aesthetic. I love it. I agree. So yes, we did this uh, ghost hunting TV show thing, and, and what we wanted it to be separate because you know. I've been on shows like Ghost Adventures Mm -hmm. and stuff, and they're great, but they all tend to have this kind of all male cast. What we wanted to do that we thought would be groundbreaking was to have an all female ghost hunting team. You know, that you could wear cute outfits and go to like Waverly Hills Sanatorium and run Mm -hmm. around screaming in darkness. And how fun would that be to watch as a ghost show? So, here nor there moving here to the future <laughs> as we move along to where we are currently presently in the world Angela is actually a huge fan of the paranormal oh, yes, and has been for some years and has worked actually at various haunted locations sometimes so today's podcast is going to be about ghosts this is the first yes. true paranormal podcast and I waited it's actually a topic Ooh. I nearly did earlier but I waited because I wanted Angela ah. specifically for it. so I'm going to ask you some questions here. yes yes okay And it's going to be all things related to paranormal. We've got the whole field to discuss here, so it's a lot. But we're going to try and fit it into 30 minutes. So first of all, what is your favorite haunted location in the world?
1: Oh my God. So, you know, I'm working on my own podcast. Mm -hmm. This has been the hardest thing for me to nail down. And right now I have two. Okay. What are your two? Okay. I almost don't want to tell you. Uh, one is the LaLaurie Mansion, okay, in New Orleans. Okay, yep, I know it. And the other one, the Lumber Baron in Denver.
0: The Lumber Baron Inn—that's the whole conversation yes. unto itself—and it is haunted, though, and oh, it does is- have a murder story. Very haunted, to it. yes. Very haunted. Well, let's let's start with New Orleans because okay. we love we love us in New Orleans. Yes, that podcast. is our jam right there. It is. It's oh our weakness god. for both of us. We yes. both. We always say New Orleans captivates you as a city, yes. and she holds you. And there's so many there's so many fantastic haunted mm-hmm. places in New Orleans. I mean, that alone could be an hour long podcast. Oh my god,
1: yes. I'm planning that episode with a friend of mine who lives down there. on yeah, my but podcast. but
0: now tell us about your favorite location in New Orleans and why? Why is it number one? So the L'Allurey La Mansion is this
1: very unassuming building when you actually get down to it. Um, I love. The story. I shouldn't say I love the story. The story is absolutely horrific. It's... Um, well, so for our background listeners, what is the story? So the story is the Lollary family
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, lived in this gorgeous mansion and they are this rich, white yep, family. family. And um, I'm going to very quickly paraphrase the story. I'm not going to go into full details because okay. it's going to take too long. But um, La, um, Madame Lollary is famous for because she's the one that tortured her slaves. Oh, I know. Up in the okay. attic. Now I know yes. what you're talking about. Yes, yes,
0: yes. yes. She and had a whole basement thing too. And the so- att-
1: well, yeah, most of them were down in the attic because the um, basement up was actually still yeah. used. Okay. in the yeah, attic. Yeah. sorry, thank you. Um, but uh, the story goes, a slave girl was chained to the stove. Oh, it's awful. And as a last ditch effort kind of thing, set a fire wow to try and free yeah it was one of those either you're gonna free people or or you're you're gonna die and you don't mind at
0: that point because you need release yeah 100 percent
1: and when they went in because everybody saw the fire and at that time it's like a volunteer fire department Mm -hmm. so everybody comes rushing in they just find horror and what did they find they found like Upstairs, a bunch upstairs, of in and... the slaves in the attic um, there were slaves that were amputated like oh my god are yes you like serious? they full on um uh uh scientific scientifically like experiments it, it, type things yes thank humans. you experiments.
0: Yeah. god that's awful and
1: like there's a story where they tried to replace one of their heads with oh like, my a cow. god uh, they would um amputate people with an out anesthesia and try to like stitch limbs. Oh on God, any that is unbelievably horrific. horrific. Thing. It's, it's really and it was really a woman. Dark. It was a,
0: a white woman doing this. Yes, and that's I think that's the part that really fascinates me. Was she like me. in high society? Was she someone who was respected? Very wow. Very so she's high she's going to these parties. Meanwhile, she's got these innocent slaves like incarcerated in her house who she's mm-hmm. performing experiments on. Yes. Unfucking believable And, like, injecting them with random chemicals. Oh, my chemicals. fucking god. Really that awful. is a nightmare. That really is a awful. nightmare situation.
1: Here's the fascinating thing to me. So, it was her, I think, two or three daughters, and her husband. And there's this new theory that has emerged that it wasn't her... It wasn't her doing the experiments. It was actually her doctor husband
0: he was a doctor
1: yes ah so um if you look at the records and everything historically that's very Jack the Ripper it is it's really weird um if you look at the uh, records historically she stayed in New Orleans after this she happened did are
0: you serious yes how was she allowed how was she not put in jail and executed no seriously because she's a
1: rich white person I torturing know but it's still poor African American slaves you, want,
0: you still want the justice system to like and it does it fails not us not but you especially want yeah. I mean, she actually—you're serious—that she lived there. That is, yeah, there are records. She continued to she live there. She didn't
1: flee. Her husband fled and disappeared in okay. Central America. In,
0: interesting. So, so that's there, why maybe there's he a big was involved. Theory that but she, she I, I was sus- the one doing it, and not I suspect her. she must have known and been implicitly involved either way, and been a, a, yeah. a cruel enough individual to allow the torture of innocent human souls. Exactly. Realistically. So there are, there are two other places in New Orleans that I'm a big yes, fan yes, of yes. the haunted stories. One is I love, and of course we get into vampires a here, you know, uh. Jacques Saint-Germain, Saint-Germain. So this one is a great vampire story. Like, this is one I don't know. You don't know. Oh, allow don't me to say. allow me to. And this is actually in the French Quarter. This beautiful mm. building. And of course, we had something called the window tax. And what would happen is people would, you know, they had a tax on windows, so they would cover up windows. So a lot of the windows, even in the French Quarter, are now like cemented over or covered. But there is one window in particular on this building that is completely cemented over, and it used to be a proper window. And the reason for this story is, it's on the second floor, is that there was a chap who was a, a wealthy, you know, he was an immigrant. He came into New Orleans... name was Jacques Saint-Germain. He had a very aristocratic background Mm. on him. No one really knew his story, but they knew that he was fabulously wealthy. Okay, And he had a panache and he enjoyed prostitutes, which as we know with Storyville specifically in New Orleans was a very popular thing. There were brothels and bordellos and it was actually legal at that time Mm -hmm. to be fair in New Orleans. And so he took... One. The only reason we know this story is she survived to tell the tale. Mm. He took one lady of the night and took her to his... Fabulous mansion in the French Quarter goes up to a second floor, and she is just taken aback by the beauty. Everything in the room is gorgeous, it's nothing like that. She's seen the European, you know, artifacts and things are lovely. And he has this marble, specifically a marble fireplace with a marble f- like mantelpiece above it. She's so taken aback by the beauty and the richness of it, she goes and she says, I must lay my face upon the cool marble of this fireplace just to admire the beauty and at this point jacques saint germain could no longer contain himself and as she quoted him just said that he grabbed her and tried to bite to bite her oh my god she fled from him she had at this point apparently at the same time it's recorded that someone rang the doorbell which distracted him downstairs I've, if i was her i would have run down to the guy at the doorbell and been like help me i'm in yeah. trouble instead and I this tells know. how frantic her situation must have been she made the decision to go to the balcony which if you've been in, in french quarters <gasps> oh. very high up and threw yes. herself off the balcony breaking both of her legs oh, in the bad. process because much like how you talked about the story of the previous girl who set fire to the house the slave yeah, girl yeah. she knew there was that was there was no other option she made that decision and she got taken to hospital, and it was only then that she was able to tell her story. The police mm. then went to investigate, and Jacques Saint-Germain had fled. He was no longer there. However, what they found in his house on the second floor when they moved the carpet were bloodstains on the floor, meaning okay. it was not his first victim. She was merely the victim who was able to escape his Grasp. How have I never heard this story? Okay, here's another great story. You <gasps> oh, ready for another one? Yes. There was a sultan, an ex- a great yes. sultan who I lived love the in sultan. New Orleans, and he had a really cool kind of house in the French Quarter as well. And there was this huge ruckus one night. Nobody really knows the backstory of what happened, but everybody... In fact, this guy was so rich sultan, he had a whole harem. Mm-hmm. He had a harem of beautiful women from the Middle East imported. And, of course, he also had white women from the French Quarter. Oh, taken the harem. He had anything... This guy was so rich he, as a sultan, he had anything he wanted. So he had this whole harem. One night, there was this whole ruckus. And finally, the police came, and everybody in the house had been slaughtered. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a massacre. There was... He was even decapitated. They found his, house, his oh, head. Oh, I forgot elsewhere. they found and, him too. Yeah, yeah. They found he was decapitated. But he must have upset someone very badly somewhere along the way. But on one of his famous parties, someone went in like, "I'm going to slaughter all of you, including the, your harem," which is a uh, oh tragic. And in fact, why well, do okay? I have one more. This is a vampire. Yes, one. yes, yes. But you know, I real. love my vampire ones. Yes. So there was uh, two girls. And they were basically paranormal investigators. And so they were, of course, we talked about earlier the, you know, the imbalance in terms of gender in the paranormal. We could do a whole episode just that that. between the two of us. So these two, they were actually interns for this paranormal group. And so while the paranormal group, the guys, like, we're going to go off and do the main investigating, you guys have to go off to the library and do the paperwork. And the girls were like, "Okay, they got stuck with this job." So they I mean, that's girl. my favorite job. Just, that's, that's what I signed job. up for. So for ghost they house weren't girls. allowed to do the main investigation. Yeah. They got to do the paperwork. So they went to the local libraries and they did the research. And you know, they're on Bourbon Street and they decide they want to have a drink and have some fun. So the place that they were actually investigating was the Saint Ursline Convent, which ah! is actually right next door to a venue we'd nearly booked yes. for our event last year. Instead, we used the Audubon Zoo, and the zoo was a fantastic venue for the vampire masquerade, but we'd nearly used the venue next door to the uh. Earthland convent. And what it's famous for, because we know about, some of you guys will know about the Coffin Girls. Yeah, the Casket Girls. The Girls. I was going to bring that up next. You could totally bring up. I'm not even going to talk about it. But so, the, the idea was they have this convent, and that they had these shutters, and that they're meant to be vampires, and around midnight, the shutters shake, and you can see the bats flying mm-hmm. from the Building and those were vampires escaping the building. So the girls have a few drinks on Bourbon Street, and they decide they are going to investigate. They're going to oh. go and the two of them and do their investigation. So that's yes. the last we the last we know of them, documentation wise, was that they were at the bar drinking. That's oh, see, that's That's the last we know. And then what we know is that they set up a camera on a tripod. for Pointing to the Ursuline convent so they could film the shutters specifically for this mythology thing and what we know is then the next day The police and in actually in front of the church found both of their bodies But here was what's interesting. They were posed very much lifelike and alive back to back and very peacefully Sit, laying kind of against the steps of the church and what was interesting about it when they took them to the coroner in the report was that they had both been drained of a insanely large amount of their blood but here's a more interesting thing we know from crime scene and forensic investigation if especially if you know people struggle and they scratch or they fight out the DNA will sometimes be yeah. on the else what was interesting in this point was that there was no sign of altercation or fight everything was done consensually and willingly there was no makeup not a piece of makeup out of place no tears no sign of struggle nothing which led the believe, well, whatever happened must have done so consensually but what was interesting was both of them on their back had a very small incision kind of right below their shoulder blade which traditionally usually doctors know this is actually a a passageway to get to the main artery in the heart. Whoa. And they basically put a a pipe into the incision and drained both of them entirely of their blood. So what I think happened is I don't believe it was consensual. I don't think anyone would consensually oh, end up that. I believe that they were taken, unfortunately, and they were Sedated or drugged, mm-hmm, realistically, mm-hmm. which is why they were not struggling, and then the blood was extracted oh from them God. for real. But they said, of course, everyone said vampires. You know, it must be of vampires. Course, vampires. So I think that's an interesting thing. But we're we're too much on New Orleans, so let's leave New Orleans alone. So I, I guess I'll ask you this: You know, as we're talking about ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, most, definitely, very know. much so. And and what like if you were to talk to your audience, okay, what do you believe? A ghost is, like, what is the explanation Ooh.
1: there? I don't know, I think it depends on the type of ghost and So I the know so haunting. many different
0: theories I yeah. Know. yeah,
1: no, definitely um, I definitely think most of the time if you're in a haunted location um, it's a, re- a residual haunt yeah, so explain, what's a residual haunt? so a, a residual haunt is basically trapped energy, it's not really a ghost, it's you can interact. interact. yeah, yeah. um uh so yeah it it's just the energy replaying the best like thing i can do Like a exactly like the, the stone tape theory Exactly yeah. I was avoiding that but yeah yeah um, but yes um uh, yeah, so it's like the stone tape theory, where the energy is basically just replaying like a video, or like a movie, over that and over That you happen to tap over. into and see. Yeah, and that, that attributes a lot to footsteps being heard. So, yep, you know, it's just tools. somebody walking to their room yeah, or something. and you just happen to hear it. Exactly. Or grandma's perfume going past you, yep. because grandma always wore that perfume. perfume kind of thing. Yep. Um, hmm. uh, I had a friend growing up, or not growing up, in college close enough at this point. Um, and she had a a ghost in her house that used to scare the hell out of them. Is it okay if I swear? You're okay, sir. Okay, sorry. so This is an adult program. Yay! Um, but in her house, they had a male spirit uh-huh. who would go in and turn on baseball.
0: Hmm.
1: And they would hear him walk into this room. Interesting. And they could hear a click. And they could hear baseball because baseball. he loved baseball he loved wow. baseball little old guy who loved baseball wow it wouldn't turn on like the regular tv it wouldn't do anything like that but they would hear they could hear it and then if you yes. walk into the room it would all dissipate. It
0: would dissipate yeah. yeah and i don't think you can get more residual than, than that, that. Yeah, always reminds me of that, and I think I actually believe I've actually had this talked about this whole experience on a podcast some point. before, so I won't go into it in case I have already done this. But <laughs> I saw, you know, I grew up in a 1400s, very old mm. property in England, and I saw a monk in I in a bedroom. Story. Yeah, but what was interesting about it? We talked about the residual thing mm-hmm. is that even though it was the most ter- officially the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me to this day, touch wood. It never good, knock on wood. It never noticed me. So it was never coming towards me, it was never threatening. The apparition I saw was like seeing something in time it was Mm replaying. Like, okay, yes, it used to be beside the monastery. It makes sense. But you would see a monk in a in a monk's habit robe going through the wall and why was it going through the wall because at that time there was no wall there so Mm -hmm. it was just following its path so there was nothing even though it was terrifying there was nothing particularly malicious or evil Mm -hmm. about it more that I was just happening to witness something from history yes and very right that's the only time i've ever to be fair that's why i believe it's the only time my whole life i've ever to this day truly witnessed something on that scale mm-hmm. I, I don't believe i ever will again i think people who get to see apparitions and true ghost phenomenon it's they actually very lucky and you see yes. all these ghost shows and you know, Ghost Hunters and Most Haunted in UK. Shout mm-hmm. out to Fred Bat, who I'm very Woo-woo. good friends with. He's actually part of, I love Yvette Fielding. I grew up yeah um, British Ghost. Search. So in England, so like in America, Ghost Adventures is like the celebrity T V show. In England while I was growing up, Most Haunted. Oh, they had feature. Ghost. Ha- they, they, yeah, they replayed they had it here. here. Oh yes. very good. And yeah. I loved Yvette. Oh, oh my god. Oh god, Yvette Fielding. I would say she's my mother. My other my other, <laughs> other mother, you know. So, so, yes. Yes, I, I think it's wonderful. So very, very cool and very interesting. I think, you know, the entirety of like the United States for me, and we have to talk about this. You know, I want to make sure we squeeze it in here. We're already going through time. It's crazy. But Waverly Hill Sanatorium, uh, most terrifying place in the United States, right? I oh, cannot, yeah. My- The big daddy
1: of ghost haunts. The thing that makes me most jealous of you, Mm. out of everything, Mm. is the fact that you have been to Waverly Hills. Not that I
0: got to be on ghost adventures. No. But but I went to Waverly Hills. The fact that you have set foot on the grounds of
1: Waverly Hills makes my heart so envious.
0: I was terrified, in fact here's the funny thing is I consider myself like a bit of a veteran ghost hunter, as in I've been around the block Oh yeah, I've we've been done to all the classic places you know, even the places in England, I've had the privilege of oh, seeing some God. really amazing haunted locations but in America, there was something about Waverly Hills, specifically mm-hmm. when I went there, But I was terrified I almost backed out it was right around the time of the Kentucky Derby yes. so I also really wanted to check out Bobby Mackey's Music World, oh, which is actually it. also in Kentucky. I didn't have the privilege of getting I to check out. I would not have forgiven But him. that's on my list of, like, <laughs> to do. And I think it's good. I think everyone who's interested in ghost hunting should have a bucket list of where mm-hmm. they want to go in the world. And what I'd love to do with Waverly, and they do do this, they'll actually let you go on night, where you can mm-hmm. go on a private thing, you can take your friends, and you can investigate yes. it. And some of those upper floors of the sanatorium are terrifyingly like poltergeist activity Mm. things being thrown at you you know shadows in the wall etc you know it's really interesting so i think that's a big one for me that i would love and suggest people they actually do tours it's great to help them out they've done a lot of renovation stuff on the building which is amazing to honor you know as an archaeologist i think that's amazing to honor the history and the tradition of that building as well in the process but you know you and I are more Colorado-based, so a mm-hmm. lot of our experiences, I think, have been in Colorado. So my next oh, yeah. question to you is, of all the Colorado locations, what do you think is the most haunted one? Can I say Lumber Baron? What's that? Can I say Lumber Baron? You
1: can. Oh, okay, Absolutely good. Okay. you can say Lumber, um, Lumber. Yeah. So the it's Lumber, Lumber really yeah. was one of the most amazing experiences I have ever had. And most profound that it was just amazing. Going back to residual haunts, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Um, so the history with the Lumber Baron Inn was, you know, built in the 1890s, blah, 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 not important. Abandoned and became basically a boarding house kind of thing, separate apartments in like the 1960s, 70s yep. kind of thing. It's a very sad story, it's, it's, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's a very sad story. But um in one of the rooms, now it's called the Valentine's Suite. I've been in it, yeah. Yes. Um, two yeah. girls were murdered. Two teenage girls in fact. I think one was seventeen yeah. and one was I was it sixteen were, or nineteen? They were they, they were young, yeah. I remember
0: that much, yeah. Very
1: young. And, and we, of course it
0: was a guy who did it. They, they shocked, never caught him. Shocking,
1: yeah. Is the thing. I mean But they kinda of had an idea of who it was, it's, didn't they? It's a safe assumption. It's a white guy. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, seriously, I do think it was a white guy. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Like one of them, they think.
1: Oh, I guess I know why I think this.
0: Okay, so do you know Christopher Moon? i don't think i do so christopher moon used to make a haunted magazine and Fun. he was also the inventor of what we now know as the spirit box Ooh, and so okay, i actually okay. did a well actually the chateau girls we all came down and we did a haunted music video so weird oh i think i remember moon. that yeah and all the yeah. girls were in long white gowns so the idea was that there were two spirits the good spirits the malevolent. Yep. evil spirits and then the benevolent good spirits mm-hmm. so the evil spirits all the girls dressed in long black gothic and oh. then all the good spirits were in white and they were trapped in the Lumber Baron Inn in this music video it was a whole crazy oh, thing fun. but he was the one who said um, he knew what he was the one who thought truly through the spirit box because it talks mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like a piece of ghost hunting equipment that it was a man specifically who killed them but oh, yeah. for real a I white think, man you're right yes
1: April. I think it was I think they I think the police they never actually said who they thought did it, but they have a suspect. Suspect, probably
0: still lists somewhere farther exactly. away to this day. And yeah.
1: um, one of the girls was just brutalized. And I think that's the That's a sign, very Ted, very
0: Ted Bundy. Oh. Gotta brutalize the victim. Yeah. And we are going to have a separate podcast, because you guys asked for it, so you're going to get it, just about serial killers. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, but And then the other one was just, like, shot. So they think mm-hmm. maybe the other one walked in oh. during the attack. Wow, okay. Interesting. And unfortunately, off the top of my head, I can't remember the girl's name. But um, a couple years ago, I got to... There's an event run by my friend uh, Lou. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Instagram, she's uh, the Death Witch. You would love her. Mm. Um, I'll she have run- to check her out. Yes, you would love her. her she does an event called the Conjure Gala the conjure gala oh my sounds God. very witchy it is, is. It? it's very it's very oh, I, must, I must go to this check out ritual craft i'll let you know if it's happening this okay. year you would love it i would love to do that you would you would adore i usually bend at it oh yeah cool awesome, awesome. and um uh so we we're doing the event there it's my birthday weekend and i had been in contact with the owners mm-hmm. i'm like you know if a room becomes available let me know yeah i would love love to stay yeah, in the lumber bear for yeah. god's sakes and um i have some gorgeous rooms to oh be it's gorgeous and i got a call back from the owner and she went hey we have the valentine suite available oh, yeah and i was like oh my god like that's that's the suite, right? Right the one she's where like, the girls yes. were murdered in, yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> so, the one I want to stay. Exactly. Sign me up. Okay. So it but it's a very respectful place when it comes to their girls. So you go into the bedroom and they have a lovely altar set up oh, on the windows. they do window okay, sill. that's fantastic. I yes. love it. That's really and cool. people bring gifts for the girls everything. and write things in. And they're yeah.
0: they're just referred to as the girls. Yeah. Kinda thing. Do you, do you, we just actually did an episode on the Titanic, interestingly, and oh. one of the things we were talking about was the Molly Brown house. Oh. Do you think it's haunted? Oh, I bet it is. It must be. I bet it isn't is. It? I'm sure they have... I don't actually know enough about it to have stories, but it least me I mean, Molly too.
1: Brown you, alone, her historical her is energy, is so she would have to I be I agree, there. she's a strong
0: character yes, in history. Exactly. But then also we were saying that, you know, we'd been to Long Beach in California and that we stayed on the Queen Mary. Mm. We were lucky enough that we got to stay in the Duke's room... Uh, And honestly, in the cat in his cabins there, and I felt strongly the Queen Mary was haunted. Oh, I bet it is. I really did. Famous. Going down, there was this strange warped, and in fact, they said it's an architectural point. But as you walk down the corridors, there's this strange warped perspective. So Uh. everything kind of narrows in. And there's there was actually I used to watch a show called Celebrity Most Haunted, and it was basically they'd have these celebrity people on, like Carrie Fisher and stuff, who's Leia. They would talk about their own experience. Yeah, it's a great TV show. It has it was many years ago, but it, I think it was on Discovery or something. But I mean, if Carrie Fisher's television. on it, I'll watch it. Oh yeah, her, and her story was—I actually just—I actually told her story in the Star Wars podcast episode, interestingly, because it was so great. And I can't help but always talk about ghost hunting. Well, of course, it's like an out. Even today, I'm like, I would still happily. You know, we're talking about getting this TV show, which would be amazing for the chateau. But our producer—he was definitely like, we could do at least one ghost hunting episode. And I was like, please, 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 I really want a all-girl ghost hunting that's all I want in life yes. would be amazing but yeah Queen Mary I'd highly suggest that that is my goal I was supposed go to check stay there
1: this summer oh, in you August are?
0: yeah but Corbett well you know Aidan Sinclair right the magician I met him through you once. Yeah. So he actually did shows out of a Stanley Hotel, which is actually, for those of you who've read The mm-hmm. Shining or seen the movie, it was based on a Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. And that is a very haunted thing. In fact, I have, oh God, I yes. have a terrifying story <gasps> there. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I got locked. Do we have time? I, yeah, we do have time. Okay, tell me. Got just enough time for this last story here. But So I went with some friends to the mans the hotel rather. And it's a gorgeous place. We were staying in one of the supposedly haunted rooms. Nothing happened in the room. Fine, whatever. But this was before they really started doing the ghost tours and oh. etc that they do now. Yeah. Now it's all very controlled and they've got a whole team and it's they've really upped mm-hmm. their game and they've done an amazing job to be fair. But back in this was still back in a day where you could bribe the guy at the front desk and apologies if you're listening to this podcast love the Stanley Hotel and highly would suggest visiting (laughs) it but this was back when uh, I had a friend of mine Peter won't give the surname but we were able to bribe the guy at the front desk to get Mm. the keys to the concert hall to the basement, which is the haunted part where uh, reputably what happened was there was a homeless woman in Estes Park Mm -hmm. called Lucy, and to be fair, the staff actually cared about her, took care of her, and housed her secretly in the Mm -hmm. basement of the console until she died. She actually froze to death under a bridge, very sad story, but her ghost is meant to haunt it, and it's meant to be specifically very poltergeist-related activity. I didn't know if I really believed in this at this juncture in time. However, he was able to get the keys and um, we all went down to the basement. In fact, I'm confusing a story because I've done it a couple of times and bribed to <laughs> the guy at the front desk a couple of times to correct Peter was a separate story but I was with Daniel and an ex-girlfriend who I shan't name on the podcast Ooh. for her identity. But... We all got into the concert hall, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we do, here, this is a different story. So previously I said we'd gotten the keys. Okay, okay. At this point, they were having an event in the top part of the concert hall. And as they were all leaving, we snuck in. And because we were dressed well, they thought we were part of the event. And we oh, went nice. immediately, because there's two staircases immediately go in. We took an immediate right and down the staircase to the thing and we hid until we knew everyone left the building. We got locked in the building. They locked the security locked the building. So we were actually in the basement and we couldn't leave and it's this haunted basement and literally they have a door that will just slam shut. Like full on slam shut by oh, itself. No. And I've heard stories in the past that I didn't witness this. In fact I had a very good friend who used to lead the ghost tours there and she actually stayed at apartments at Stanley, they have their own apartments. People Oh involved. my god. It's really cool for the industry. I think it's an amazing part of the heritage yes. of the place. I'm so glad they even offer places. But they had a whole ghost story in the apartments that someone had hung themselves. They'd see the visions of this person in the oh apartments Jesus. hanging and stuff. But she, she had said specifically, Lucy, at one point they had a group down, like threw a chair across the room, was how, in front of a whole group of people, oh god. was how crazy it was. So I hadn't seen any of this stuff. And I'm in the basement, and of course the door slams shut, so we all uh-huh. decide we can uh-huh. leave Lucy's room, specific its own room in the building. We go out, and we're like, kind of hiding in a thing, and we're so terrified of just like the whole, we just want to leave, we know we can't leave. It's like, okay, we're in, we're locked in for the ride, there's nowhere to go, and we see this flashlight, and it's like the most terrifying thing of my life. And I'm like, oh God, it's a ghost. But of course Daniel's like, we've been found. Um, and it's a security guard the flashlight and sure enough he finds us and he's like what are you kids doing in here and we're like <laughs> we, scooby-doo we, we, you kids. Like, it was just like scooby-doo and we're like we were lost we were just looking around the Stanley hotel and we were lost uh, and, we, and he was like it's fine this happens all the time you know he's like this is a normal occurrence and uh, we were like yeah we thought it was like haunted down here and all this stuff and i'm looking do you, i see a little fawn oh my god i see a baby fawn in the God, Oh, there yes. the dots. You get to find see Oh my god, I've dads. never seen a baby fawn in my life. So I'm gonna wrap this up. So, oh, oh so cute! Oh my god. You need to get a picture. Oh, I do want to get a picture. Oh, oh my god, okay. got it. Okay, I'm gonna keep talking. Can you run over and get a picture of it for me? Not Super not quick, in. go. Run, Angela! So to finish no the care. story, we got found out. And like, as so he's like, you have to leave. You know, so like, as we're leaving the building, we literally turn around to his main doors and he 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 shuts them they've got like a padlock and all these chains in it so he locks up the chains and as we're all sitting around the door just starts shake 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 and the whole door is moving and he's like okay who else do you have in there you need to tell me who else is in the building right now and i was like no there is no one else in there we literally we didn't come with anyone else it's just me my girlfriend and my partner like there is no one else in the building and he was like okay I believe you guys because he said honestly I've seen it before so it's not like the first time he'd ever seen that in his life so yeah that's my Stanley Hotel haunted story and I would highly suggest if you do happen to be in the Estes Park Colorado area that you visit the building because it's gorgeous and in fact just recently they planted a hedge in the front they have their own whole maze just like in the Shining movie and on my final note if you've seen The Shining and you enjoy a good ghost story I would highly recommend the sequel which I believe is called Dr. Sleep and it is incredibly good and I think it's just as good as the original movie so if you want a sequel that's decent that is my suggestion. So without further ado we've actually run over our 30 minute time period here and my friend Angela is excitedly run off to help me take this picture of this baby fawn in the garden which is amazing because you don't often get to see them here the mothers kind of they'll hide them away to keep them safe so I appreciate you guys taking a moment to check in and listen to our episode about ghosts and the paranormal and if you have any suggestions for future podcast topics just let us know without further ado good night and sleep tight